You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 112 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we have another live episode from two weeks ago, um, Broadway Con weekend and all that fun stuff. So this is another live episode with the incredible Stranger Things star, Gabriella Pizzolo, and now she's going to be the star of an HBO Max show, which is... A- Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin. Oh my goodness, tongue twisters, all the things. Uh, But yes, she's killing it, and we could not be happier to have her on to talk about all the incredible things, you know, with season four coming out of Stranger Things, and then, of course, this new HBO Max show that is literally coming out next week. So keep your eyes peeled for that, because that's going to be so great, super exciting, and uh, definitely something that you won't want to miss. So with all of that being said, we're going to turn it over in a second. I announced that she was going to be on last week, and uh, hopefully that excited you all, and hopefully you enjoyed last week's live episode. But before we get into it, we're going to talk about some Broadway news, because why not? And there's a lot going on. I want to let you all know that I actually got the chance. So for those of you who don't know, uh, if you didn't listen to last week's episode or you didn't get a chance to, Paradise Square announced that it was closing and it was super abruptly. They literally gave a six-day notice to literally everybody, the cast, the producers, the creative team, the fans, all the things. So I, of course, had to go see it because I wasn't going to let the show close without going to see it. And um, it, it closed Sunday, so happy closing to Paradise Square. And truly, I mean happy closing because it just seemed like everyone was just so fed up. And um, hopefully with the show closing, this kind of gives the cast and the creative teams a moment to breathe a little bit and to process everything that's been going on. I saw the show and I just thought that it was incredible. And I thought that the performers in the show were absolutely unbelievable. And these are performers that I had like some of them I had never even heard of. So these were this was a big coming out party for a lot of special talents on Broadway and names that we are going to be seeing for for a long time to come. And I also want to say that it was it's just really unfortunate that an incredible piece of art was was led by such a brutal lead producer in Garth Drabinsky. Um, he actually this week was added to the actors equity do not work list because he's actually, he's had a history of this. So for those of you who don't know, again, the reason the show is closing so abruptly is because the lead producer did not 
pay salaries, um, did not pay the performers, did not pay uh, wages or debts that are owed and all the things. So it's a whole ordeal. And the way that the the show was crafted is is really special and the story behind it is wonderful. But it does need, it did need, I guess, um, a little bit of work and it needed like a little bit of a better book. Um, I feel like they really outlined it beautifully and they really wanted to hit certain spots and certain pieces and certain plot lines um and those were executed brilliantly and you could tell which were important to them to tell the story and then the kind of in-betweens of getting there kind of fell fell through or were forgotten or um you know just didn't hit it didn't keep you it didn't hold you the entire time, but the choreography of it, the songs in the show, all the story, it was, everything was brilliant. Like I, I personally was invested the whole time, but I was like, Oh, well, what happened to this? And what I like, it left you a little bit confused. So it's not like it bored you or anything like that. So there, there was a, there was things about the show that I loved. And there were some things that like, you know, if it had someone that truly cared about the piece and truly cared about the work and the performers and the what they were putting on the stage and everything, I feel like it, it could have been the next show on Broadway. You know, like it could have been the show. It, it got nominated for a lot of Tonys. Uh, the, obviously, Joaquina Kulakongo um, was won the Best Actress, and Sydney Dupont and AJ Shiv- Shively or Shively um, both were fantastic and. And they had the Tony nominations and the show was nominated. So like they, they had things going for them. They just couldn't, um, you know, get over the hump. And that's also a testament to how strong this season was. I mean, this season with six and what else took it? Strange loop, all the things, MJ. Um, it was just a brilliant season. But to continue about this Paradise Square thing, I just want to play for you all a video that I came across this week uh, from a performer in the show who actually made his Broadway debut in the show. His name is Jamal Christopher Douglas. So just listen to what he has to say because it'll give you more of an insight of what is really going on at the show um, and why it kind of closed so abruptly. And then, of course, why Garth Drabinsky was added to the Actors' Equities Do Not Work list. Here we go. Hello, my name is Jamal Christopher Douglas. I'm in the cast of Paradise Square on Broadway. We closed this Sunday, and um, I had not expected to be saying this ever. It's my first Broadway show, and we did not receive our paychecks today. We get paid every Thursday, direct deposit, most of us, and we did not receive payment. We did the show, we give our heart. Some of us play slaves on stage every night and we did not receive payment. So here I am outside my theater, you know, um, and I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to work. Um, I want to share this with you. If you want to buy tickets, you can. Still, but just know where your money is going. It's not to us. That's all I have to share. I am devastated. So there it is. I mean, it's just 
it's so unfortunate and it's just ridiculous that, that this is even something that people have to deal with. And hopefully next week, we're actually going to have someone from Paradise Square on their podcast to talk about it a little bit more in depth just to, to talk about it because it's just something that it's not okay. And it's never, it's something that no one should experience. And it's not a thing that it's not a good look for Broadway. It's not a good look for, for anybody. And, and it's just, it's a really unfortunate event. And so you can tell though, like this video, if you, if you find him, if this is actually on TikTok, Jamal Christopher Douglas, look it all up. He's literally like standing outside of his stage door, debating on whether to walk through the door because he knows that this week of work, this eight shows that I'm about to do in six days and killing myself. And maybe I'm probably injured, like, cause that's just what performers do. I mean, they perform injured and all the things like he's debating on whether or not he wants to give his blood, sweat and tears to a show that he knows it's not going to get paid for, you know, like he, he's basically doing free labor. Like he, it's just, it's mind boggling that this is something that I even have to talk about, but it's, it's what's happening. And it's just so ridiculous that this show had to deal with this. And, and especially with a show that's kind of all about community and helping one another and figuring things out. And, you know, just, I don't know, it's enlightening. It's scary. It's all that it takes you on such an emotional journey and kind of invites you in. And you would think that like the show kind of would model that like behind the scenes, but Absolutely not. Not a thing. And I even had the mindset of, oh, you know what? I'm going to go see the show this week so that it can make money to pay the actors. You know, he just showed me that like, that's not the case and that's not what was happening. So just this video was taken last week and it's very, very, very sad that it's even a thing. It's a thing that we have to talk about, that it was something someone experienced, the cast experienced. Um, It's just ridiculous. So there's a whole lot more to unpack there and there's a whole lot to unpack with Garth Drabinsky because he actually has a kind of bit of a history with this and uh, it's just really unfortunate and people kind of spoke out saying that he already should have been on the do not work list so they can't believe that you know Paradise Square he he was even allowed to to be affiliated with another show and bringing it to Broadway and already Um, so just really unfortunate and uh, my heart goes out to the whole cast and creative team because the show was something really special to be completely honest because there are a lot of people that went to see that show i mean i had gabe escobar on the show when we were doing our tony uh predictions and and he said the same thing he's a tiktoker loves musical theater all the things he he and i had like a fan kind of episode where we did tony predictions and he was like you know this is my pick for the season i loved paradise square and so like there are there were people who who really loved that show and really had their their lives changed because of the show because that's oftentimes what Broadway does. So it's just unfortunate that that with such a beautiful piece of art, this is what's going on behind the scenes. And uh, my heart goes out to everyone once again. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to have someone on to, to talk a little bit more about it because this is a really significant thing going on in the Broadway world right now, especially as a performer in the industry myself, you know, like to to hear about this and to have to know that people are experiencing this like it, it's terrible and it's uh it's something that people need to be uh educated on and more aware of so um happy that i can kind of help out in any way in doing in doing that and uh doing it for myself uh, especially so uh 
happier times, happier times. Um, we always do like this little thing where it's like, you know, one show's closing, one show's starting. This week, we don't have an announcement that a show's starting, but we do have a major star returning to Broadway. Gaten Matarazzo did return to Broadway uh, in Dear Evan Hansen. It's so exciting for me for like, I don't know, as a as a former Broadway kid and to, to see someone at, of, you know, Gaten in my age, to see a friend that is just thriving the way that he is and kind of making it back to Broadway as an adult. It's not easy. Like you truly have to reestablish yourself after you're a kid, you know, for me and for Gaten even like, and I have had these conversations, like when we were kids, like it was like people knew who we were. We were getting asked to do things like we would just we, it would be nonstop. We were, our names were out there and we, people liked us and our talent and everything like that. So it was great. And then once your voice change and you, your look changes and all the things like you're a new human, you know, like all of that other stuff is kind of out the door and you have to figure out a way to, to make it again and to kind of get to your, to your goal and uh, your dream once again. So it never stops. The grind never stops. And just to see what Gaten has done um, throughout his journey of coming t- from a kid who was on Broadway and a few shows, and then to make it to Stranger Things and Dear Evan Hansen and all the, like he just had a movie come out, like he's doing all kinds of different things. So it's great to see him. And I cannot wait to see him in the show. Um, it's going to be amazing. And uh, you know, I've been seeing the videos everywhere. So keep sending them to me, all you listeners. I, I know you all know that I'm super excited about this and I can't wait to go see him in the show. And hopefully I'll see you there because, you know, we only have till September because it's closing. Speaking of shows closing, Mr. Saturday Night is actually closing on September 4th. Um, honestly, a little surprised that this announcement didn't come sooner. And that's not to take anything away from the show or anything like that. It's just wild to me how like, you know, so Billy Crystal, Mr. Saturday Night, like he he is the show and he is the star of it and totally understand that, but they don't even have an understudy for him. So like the second he's like sick or out or not feeling it like or has COVID or something like the show's just shut down. Like I don't even know how that's allowed in the Broadway community, especially with all the talks lately about, you know, respecting understudies and and swings and standbys and all the things. And I get it. Like Billy Crystal, there's only one Billy Crystal. There's only one Mr. Saturday Night. He is Mr. Saturday Night. And all the things, completely understand. But like at the end of the day, we are on Broadway. This is a new, you know, realm and all the things so the show itself is good and um i haven't seen it i've just heard the things for someone my age it doesn't seem and hopefully for if for those of you all listening you're probably around my age um it apparently isn't really for our like audience because it it referenced things that were before our time and the his shows of course like his movies and all of that thing and all of that stuff was before our time so we don't really get everything going on in the show and, and it didn't do anything really at the Tony Awards it got like one or two nominations um, and didn't win anything of course so I I'm honestly shocked that this uh, this announcement didn't come sooner. But uh, congratulations to everyone involved because there it's a talented cast and it's a it's a wonderful show uh, for the people that it's meant for. Um, and uh, yeah, so congratulations on an incredible run. I mean, Billy Crystal is just still kicking at it. So incredible props to him and all the things that he's doing. So 
very exciting stuff. And of course, that also means that we have a theater opening up and that means a new show will be coming to to Broadway next season. Next season's about to be insane. I am so excited for next season for uh, Broadway. And um, if we thought this season was was strong and special, like just wait, because we have we have a lot coming to add us and I cannot wait to to experience all of it. And for our last piece of like uh, notable Broadway news this week, uh, which is something that got me super excited and hopefully it'll get you all excited too, because I think it's really very exciting. Into the Woods is making a cast album, which is expected to release sometime in September. We don't have an official date yet, which is like fine because we'll get that soon. But this show is is getting a cast album and Fittingly so, I I believe. Um, there this show is insane. It's got an incredible score, obviously. It's got a ridiculous cast um, of just the best of the best, truly. Um, so to see all of these wonderful performers on a cast album is going to be super special, and I'm something that I'm really excited for, especially as someone I have not seen the show yet. I have not seen Into the Woods at all. Like I, I haven't even seen a production of it. So to know that I'm at least getting a cast album, hopefully I do see it before it closes. That's definitely a goal of mine. But if I can't, like at least, you know, we'll have a cast album. And I'm sure you all feel the same way if you live out of state and you're not able to see the show. So this is very exciting. And it's been cool to like actually be old enough to really watch a show's journey. Like all of a sudden it just started up at City Center and then it made its Broadway transfer and like it's just got all this hype and all the things. And for me, you know, it's so exciting to see this and and to be able to watch it grow. And I wish that Stephen Sondheim was around to see it too because I know that Into the Woods was a really special show to him. Um, He's been outwardly open about that. So um, I just wish that he was around to see all this crazy success that Into the Woods is having. But I do know that like he is watching and he he knows what's happening. And it's just unfortunate that, uh, you know, we lost such an incredible, literally like one of the most important figures in the Broadway world and in the Broadway community. Everyone knew him even outside of Broadway. So it's just great to see that his work and his legacy continues to live on. And yeah, so hopefully I'll be able to see Into the Woods. And I cannot wait for this cast album. Seriously, it's going to be so, so fun. And um, I know y'all are going to love it too, because why not? That music, this cast, like, it's just going to be insane. Anyways, I've talked enough. So I'm going to turn it over to Gabby Pizzolo because we have so much fun in this week's episode. It's going to be amazing and you all are gonna love it so without further ado let's turn it over to gabriella pozzolo gabriella pozzolo curtain up hey everyone how are we doing broadway con is almost at an end, uh, I appreciate you for spending your hour with me here at Take About Podcast and with the Broadway Podcast Network. Yay! Um, yes, please, please, please be uh, yell, do what you want to do. 
you can cheer, you can laugh, you can heckle, you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, this is a audio podcast, and this is live, so it's very exciting. It's literally our first ever, uh, third ever live recording, uh, so very exciting stuff, and we have an amazing guest for you all. Uh, for those of you don't, who don't know me, I'm Eli Tokash, and I host this podcast. Um, I was on Broadway in Finding Neverland, I was in Pippin, A Christmas Story, was on tour with Mary Poppins, uh, did originated the role of Trevor, which is now on Disney Plus, but I wasn't in that version. I was in like the pre-versions of that, uh, all the things. So um, yeah, and and now I was in uh, a secret garden with our fabulous guest today, um, and uh, she's gonna come talk to us in a second. She is, uh, for those of you, I'm sure you all know who she is. Are you kidding me? Um, you may know her from her performances of the role of Matilda in Matilda on Broadway. Uh, she was also Small Al in Fun Home, and you may also know her as Susie or Susie Poo uh, <laughs> in the hit TV show Stranger Things. Uh, and she's not a, only a Broadway star, she's not only a Netflix star, but she's also about to be an HBO Max star in Pretty Little Liars Original Sin. Uh, so I'm so excited to get to talk to her about everything. Everyone, please give a warm welcome to Gabriella Pizzolo. Yeah! Oh my god! We're doing it. Hi! Okay, so uh, not a secret, but like also kind of a secret. You are the second person ever coming back to Take a Bow. So, so yeah, so, so Gabby has a podcast we already did a podcast with Gabby already and um it was at a time where Sydney Lucas was also a co-host on this podcast but now we kind of get to have a one-on-one conversation the only other person yeah. that has been back is Annalise Scarpacci um so oh gosh, Avery yes her. Avery um so yeah so so very select few we're very selective here at Take a Bow uh, okay <laughs> so uh it's a very big honor for you to to be here twice um so um I want to talk to you about all the things I mean I want to we're at Broadway Con, so should we start off with Broadway, or do we want to go? Broadway things, yeah. the, the Stranger Things, all the things. Yeah, the, all the things. So yes. uh, should, should, should we get to Broadway? Yeah, okay, let's okay. do it. Broadway okay. Con. Broadway, Broadway Con. My Broadway Con. Yes! <laughs> Everyone, Gabby Pizzolo. Um, yes, yeah, so you played the title role of Matilda in Matilda. Yes. Um, craziness. I mean, both of your roles, both were eligible for Tony's and I mean, they were huge roles. So I uh, can't imagine what that was like. And you made your Broadway debut at the young age of 10. Yes. Um, crazy. 10 years old, literally carrying the show, the title role. Uh, do you remember taking your first ever bow on Broadway? Yeah, I do actually. And it's a funny story because what I do remember is the feeling and not what happened. Um, I remember feeling the most intense relief of my <laughs> life. I was so nervous my first time ever doing a show, a professional show even. Oh, really? And it was like so nerve wracking because the day before that, I had hurt my Achilles tendon. And uh, they, the, the choreographer and director were like, we don't know if, if you're going to be able to go on tomorrow and we might have to push it. And, and yeah. And so I was like, no, 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 I swear I'm fine. I'll go to PT. I'll do whatever I need to have oh my, my debut. And yeah. 10 year old. Yeah. Just say, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll go to PT. It's great. Yeah. And so I, I did that and then I did the show and they let me go on and it was incredible. And all of a sudden my leg felt totally better afterwards. And I was like, I think it was just stress. It might've oh. just been stress. Um, and then I took my vow and I was 
totally fine afterwards. And every time after that was like so easy. Yeah. It was just the first time was like so nerve wracking because also with Matilda, it was the first time I ever did it with the costumes, the lights, the makeup. I had a put in, but some of the actors weren't there. Wow. So it was just like the first time introducing so many elements that I was like a little bit in shock. And, and then I took my bow and it felt so much better because then I knew that I could do the show. Because if I did it once, I could do it again. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting because you talk about a put-in and like, you know, not being able to like do it with everybody fully in costume and doing it with everybody. There are people that literally make their Broadway debut and come to a show that have never done the show, that have never even met some of their cast members. Uh, they kind of just like come in and they the understudies are there for the put-in. Like, were you able to meet everyone before you took your first bow? No, actually. Really? The thing, the thing about Matilda also is that they kept the kids very separate from the adults, and mm. they wanted to make sure that there was like still an element of like, the adults are are somewhat ambiguous because they play such scary people. Maybe like if uh. we had too much of them being like super nice to us off stage, like it would be wrecked for like little little kids who didn't understand the difference between reality and acting, right. and like um, so I had only met a few of the adults when I did my put-in and then met more and then still hadn't really met the Wormwoods who played my parents. No! <laughs> yeah. And then after my first bow, I, I met them both and I was like, hey, it's after so nice to... After your first bow? Are yeah. you kidding me? And I was like, hey, it's so nice to meet you. Stop How's it. everything? And I introduced myself and also to my Miss Honey. Um, oh my God. Which I believe was Jill Pace at the time. Stop Yeah. It. Yeah. You literally were just like, hi, I just played your child and your student, and it was so lovely to meet you yes. on a Broadway stage. Yes. Great. I love that. That's yeah. not at all terrifying. No, yeah, not at all. What was going on in your head during the, before the show? Like, were you just Before like, the show, I was just kind of scared about my leg. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. That's I think good. that was it. And, and I was so focused on my leg that I wasn't focused on, like, going to be on Broadway or anything like that. I was just worried about my leg yeah. and that was it. And I was excited to meet the people that I hadn't met yet. And then when I did, I was just kind of, it was already over. So I was just relieved and I was like, whew, well, at least that's done. Like, yeah. yeah. Seriously, um, crazy, crazy stuff. Being yeah. a kid in the industry is not easy. No. Um, we just talked about that before we came out here actually. For like. An hour and uh, a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we kind of rambled for a bit. Um, but yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's real and the crazy that they kind of kept you all separate and you met them at your first show. Um, yeah, very surreal. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. 
For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Did you have, I mean, so you were also in Fun Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have the same experience in that or no? I did not. Okay. With Fun Home, they actually kept everybody very together because if anybody knows the show, it's very, very, you know, it's kind of graphic. It's, it's very, it's, it's a lot about family. And so a lot of it was built around the feeling of family and, and togetherness. So the adults were always kept with the kids and there was no separation. I think on our dressing room floor, we also had like the medium Allisons and oh. some of the mothers um, and the people who co- covered the mothers. So it was, very, it was very together. It was very well put and placed. And it felt very nice because we had the boys in a dressing room. We had our Wrangler in another dressing room and then we had the girls. And it was all placed together in a layout where, like, people could convene. Mm. And, you know, it was it was just very, very together. Yeah, it's also, like, I mean, I don't know if this had any part in the decision or anything. But it was also just, like, the, it's hard to compare the two because Matilda had, like, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but 50 cast members. It was a huge yes. cast. And Fun Home was much more intimate as far as cast members. It was like 12, right? Yeah. We had, I think, 14, including understudies, but nine who would be going on yeah. physically. So it, yeah. it was probably easier to maybe stay connected and stay together, you know, because yes. it wasn't as many people as, like, Matilda. Like, yes. there's, like, literally a million people in that cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, you, you mentioned that the show is – it's – it's a lot. It's deep. It gets into the conversations, fun home, uh, if you don't know. Um, it talks about all the things, literally. Uh, all, gender all identity, sexual identity, um, all the things. So um, I'm curious. It's a lot about self-discovery and everything. What was the biggest thing that you learned about yourself as an actor or, or as a person during that show? Um. I think I was a little too young to be making some of the decisions that happened in the show. Mm. And I think that a lot of it for me was just realizing that it was okay for me to be, you know, whatever and whoever I wanted. And I wasn't confined to anything, really. And any confinement was just a reflection of society. And I think that that being taught to little kids is a really difficult thing to wrap their heads around, but it was in a way where they always kept us really in the loop about everything that was going to take place, but never had us witness any of the really graphic moments of the show, which was a very, very good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that was probably the biggest thing that I got to learn is that, you know, no matter what, when I was growing, it's okay to keep growing because a lot of the show is also about growth and, right. and personal discovery. Yeah, so. totally. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun because this industry you mentioned, like, they kind of had to filter some things and, like, th- th- as they should, you know, like, that's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, it was for safety and everything like that. But um, I, I think that there are other things as a child actor in the industry that are also filtered at times. And so when you're a kid you you don't understand the full um the full th- you don't really understand what you're doing you don't really understand that you're on broadway you don't really understand that like you're a, a 
essentially making a career. You're, you don't understand that you're living someone else's dreams who's been working <laughs> since they're 25 to, to get to Broadway. Yeah. Um, like you just, it, none of it come, crosses your mind. So then all of a sudden it, you, you have child wranglers, you have tutors, you have all these things and you have parents guiding you and you have all these things to help you as a kid in the industry. And then overnight you kind of wake up and you're suddenly 18 years old and all of that kind of ends. Yeah. Um, and, and you firsthand, because you've been working kind of nonstop uh, since, I mean, obviously the COVID pandemic, everyone kind of stopped working, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, but like uh, you, you made a seamless transition into, um, you know, being a child in the industry to now being a legal adult technically mm -hmm. where you don't have to um have these people following you around telling you what to do all these things and now all these responsibilities are on your shoulders do you feel like you know that was something that was filtered and when you woke up 18 years old that you were like oh my gosh there's so many things that i have to do now that i never even realized i think that it happened like the day after i turned 18 the day i turned 18 i was actually on set for Stranger Things, <laughs> and they threw me a huge party, and they were like, "Oh my god, I think hooray. I saw that on TikTok." Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, "Oh, hooray! You can finally stay past hours, and you can do all these things." And they were so excited, and I was excited because they were excited. Yeah. And then the next day, they were like, "So now we're probably going to be going to like three or four a.m." <gasps> and <laughs> crazy. And it was it was wild, but I honestly never had an issue with staying overnight, like. It, it was not a hard transition. I feel like I did that as a kid too sometimes, just like coincidentally. So mm -hmm. it wasn't that hard of a transition. And then, you know, I think when I started uh, Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, which is coming out in July, it's July. Hey. It's coming out very soon. It, it's July uh, 28th. 28th. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. So exciting. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's everything that you said. It's, it's um, crazy that all of a sudden, like, one night you're 18 years old and now things change things can yes. change and you don't really realize it because 18 is like oh it's not a significant birthday it's not like you can drink when you're 21 um you know yeah. like it's not like a that birthday but like when you're but in the industry acting it really yeah, is. like it, it really makes a difference and so um now we can be considered for like younger role more roles because that's the reality of the industry that they want to they want you to be 18 years old but they want you to play Legal 14 to be like right 13 12 like literally and every like audition still, like they're like oh 13 14 but like is actually 18 or 19 and yeah i feel like especially being a very tiny person like just five one five two like <laughs> it, you see people and then you realize that they're actually like 20 once yeah. you look up their age and that's exactly how it is. I know. Stop. Don't say 20 because we're like about to be 20. Yeah. You're kind of talking about that's us. Right. I don't When's like that. When's your birthday again? Uh, May 5th. So I just May turned 5th. 19. I okay. just turned 19. Okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm in March. So it's, it's, yeah. a little, it's a little closer. It's a little closer. It's a little closer. bit more real, a little bit scarier. It's a little bit closer. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I think we should just talk about Stranger Things or Original Sin. Um, I think we should talk about Stranger Things because I know that's what the people here want to talk about. Yeah. Come on. How right? many, how are, many are people we... here are here because of Stranger Things? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. It, cool. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the like advertised thing. So yeah. that makes sense. You guys, you guys are so fine. Like, it's, it's, I love talking about this. So. Yeah, it's good. It's, I mean, it, first of all, it's like 
the biggest show ever. I mean, what is it like to be a part of Stranger Things? Did you watch it before you were in it? Do you can you watch yourself in it, or do you kind of like not like that? I feel like. Okay, I definitely watched the show before I was in it because I grew up with a lot of the people like yeah. Ian and, and Sadie. Caleb. Sadie's brother was Mitchell. Mitch, Mitchell was in Matilda with me. Right. So I was He was your Bruce. Yeah, he was my Bruce. Yes. Um so I definitely watched the show before I was oh my in God. it. And I was a huge fan because of my friends. And then I got in and all of a sudden I was watching the show like once through and just getting a good idea of, of everything that's going on. But like, I feel like for me, it's a little bit like harder to just binge watch it now. Like yeah. I have to take a step back after certain episodes and really? be like, okay, like that was a good episode. And especially because they're like really long this season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to like step back and be like, okay, that was enough for one, especially like the ones that I appeared in, I would be like, that's a good stopping point. Like, I'm just gonna take that and like go with it mm -hmm. and then come back tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like I, I definitely couldn't do it all in one sitting, but I don't, I don't really know. Has any, did anybody do it in one sitting? No. Oh, oh my God. Oh my what? God. <laughs> How late were you? Are you okay? It's a, it's a binge watch, it, it, guys. It is a binge watch, actually. It really is. But Just it's not for long. me. <laughs> it is. And honestly, the two-hour episodes, like fact. This season, dedication. This season was also way scarier than any yeah. of the other seasons, and like, I'm fully aware that like I'm saying that it was scary. Like, I have no problem admitting that it was pretty scary. Yeah, some of it, it yeah. was. I think the Duffers knew that like. Especially with up. the pandemic, like, and they were still, like, looking at episodes and what was going to happen. They they knew that people were going to start aging with the show, yeah. and, like, it needed to get a little more mature. And so I think, like, a lot of the horror aspect of the show just skyrocketed because, like, everybody was so old now. For sure. Like, 20s with the kids, like... Even really? though they're even though they're playing like right. high school age, fourteen. <laughs> yes, they're like they're like twenty, and and I think that there's a lot more emotional maturity that can be put in, and you get like episodes like Dear Billy and Oh my God, yeah, which is what episode four, right? Yeah, that was like one of the best episodes of the whole season. Yes, and, um, and so so good. Sadie is incredible. So good. Sadie's ridiculous. Sadie's I so love talented. Her. Yeah, she's the best. Um, crazy stuff but i will say i don't mean to like hate on stranger things but i just want to ask the audience really quick okay. um because no, i'm all for stranger things <laughs> but please tell me that i wasn't the only one that had the issue with everybody being in like different places Thank you. Okay. All I want to see is Gabby with Gaten, her boyfriend, <laughs> and, and it's two seasons of not. Come on, yeah. what is happening? I it's mean, gotta happen. It's gotta, it's gotta happen gotta by happen. the end. So we're okay. saying that Gaten and I, we just saw each other Pitch like a it. week ago, and we were like, "There's no way we're finishing this off without seeing each other in person. Come it's on. gotta happen." But isn't that <laughs> crazy to think about? Like, you guys have gone viral with never ending story i mean literally it's like everywhere um, still great oh yes still. still thank god running up that hill came in to take a little bit that's, of it away. that's what he was saying on, yeah. i think he was saying that on fallon or something oh, he yeah. was like at least at least sadie has running up that hill now because like it's like the we new song. we had we had that thing for so long <laughs> and that was the only thing that people had right at the very end so like it was it was time to to add something else to it yeah. like something else to the mix well i love it because it's it, 
with a thing like Stranger Things, it's funny because like, you know, especially with season four, it's so scary. And then all of a sudden you have these musical numbers where it's just like one every season all of a yeah. sudden. Um, but it's cool because it has those Broadway connections with Gaten, with uh, Caleb, I was going to yes. say Lucas, because that's his character's name, uh, and Sadie and, and you and, and everybody. Um, I, there's so many people. I think that all the kids like dabbled in theater yeah. at some point. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just, I feel like that's, as an actor, that's like what you fall in love with first is theater, you know? Yeah. And then I think that's very true. Through. I think that like when I first went to go see my first Broadway show, that was the time that I was, was it? like, it was not seeing a movie because I feel like movies, you feel like it's real, but it's not like, right. there's just something so real about sitting in a theater and watching people make something organic in front of you. And I'm so happy that it's, happening again yeah. because not having that is just so depressing yeah like, for sure <laughs> do you remember what do you know what show was your first Broadway show um it was Little Mermaid oh period okay yeah, Ariel yeah. um okay that's fun I, I loved I loved Flounder I was like I want to be like a little kid like that and I want to do that that's so cute it was like definitely a ring of keys moment where I was like I identify with this oh. this is what I want and like it was definitely like my I want song would be like sitting in that theater. Oh my God. Yeah. So basically what Gabby's saying is for all of the producers listening, because I know every one of them are listening, um, that <laughs> she wants to be Flounder and the Little Mermaid. So revive yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I'll be like, 20 playing yes. nine. Oh my gosh, <laughs> on the roller new record. Skates. Yeah, come on. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, back to Stranger Things. Back to Stranger Things. We're getting off the rails. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, did you, like, going back to Never Ending Story, did you, like, ever think that, like, it would become what it did? Like, did you ever think people would just love that iconic moment so much? I did and I didn't. I think I did because the movie is, is just so popular. And I feel like with me, I grew up watching it even though it came out in the 80s and it was like one of my favorite movies. So I knew that like people were going to love that mm -hmm. and the like whole 80s element of that. Right. I didn't know that it would be like a young kid TikTok right. type thing that like, and suddenly younger kids were like, what is this? Like yeah. they made up a song for the show. Yeah. And really? like, it, we were like, no, 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 no. Like, cause it says like, I think it says by Gabriella and, and Gaten. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it, it gives anything to the original, but I, I think people literally thought that we just made up a song for the show. And, and some people ended up knowing like, Oh, that's from a movie. Right. Like, especially the adults, I think, like probably were like, "Oh, yeah, I remember watching that." Like, yeah. And I, f I feel like the movie is so sad. Like it's incredibly depressing. But, I don't like, even know what movie you're talking about. The Never Ending Story. That's a literally. That's a literal movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, she, I was like, did she hear me right? Like when she said it was a movie that came out in the 80s. I was like, no, never ending story. I'm like talking about the song. Oh my God. I didn't yeah. even realize it was a movie. I feel so stupid. It's okay. No, yeah. We're doing great. The, well, basically like, I don't, I don't think you would have seen the movie then, but it's, it's really sad. I have like, not seen the movie. It's sad. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. 
It sounds depressing. Never ending story. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, I, but it anyways, was a movie. The, and the song was good. And the, the song, song, the song was a good. The song, song was a hit, and you guys even made it a bigger hit. Yeah, with, with younger kids, I guess. Yeah. Now, now everybody oh knows God. it again. So. I will never recover from that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where to where to even go from there? Um, in season three, uh, you were you were in your bedroom pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. And did did you have a scene partner in season three? I don't think you did, right? I actually did gate and came to set, but that oh, was he did. that was his own. Oh, that's doing. sick. Okay. Yeah, so he did it with me. But oh, it was that was too also sweet. just because like he wanted to be there and wanted to they, see you. They shot the same more. scene the same day, so like the split, like the duality of the scene was done the same day. So that's cool. I was there for him and, and he was there for me. Oh, okay. Um but that's cute. with season four it wasn't like that because they weren't filming the same day. Oh, really? Like when I am talking to Dustin at the very beginning of the season, that like wasn't done together. Wow. All. That's yeah. crazy. That was just like a regular scene partner who actually like does only the scene partner work for Gayton. Oh, really? And like got really, like really good at like impersonating what he sounds Stop like. Stop it. Yeah. That's so it awesome. Was, it was really <laughs> trippy because I was like sitting there and I was like, this is just like the last time, except Gayton's not here. And Wait, like, what is it the sounds, actor's name? I, name? I don't oh. know. It was, oh, no. it was, um, it was a, PA. Oh, oh okay, think, a PA. Yeah, I think it was just somebody who That's already worked on the show. Everything. And, yeah, and now he awesome. is, is an Gaten impersonator. Add it to the resume. Yeah, add uh, it to the resume, <laughs> yeah. Because um, it was freakishly good. It was really good. But so, so, so this season, for season four, you were actually able to meet some of the kids. You know, you had a scene with uh, Finn Wolfhard and mm-hmm. Noah Schnapp and uh, Jonathan and Argyle. Yeah. Oh, wait, I just said actor's name and character's name that's okay um so yeah yeah. so what was it like to actually be able to like meet new people have scenes with them what was that whole thing like it was actually really really fun really because a lot of it that like i don't think everybody knows is that it's a lot of improv when it's done with like a bunch of people and a lot of it is actually like I think there's a line where Finn says something about like, oh, you're being sarcastic. And I'm like, yeah, like, (laughs) and that was like totally unscripted. I think um, Eduardo, who plays uh, Argyle, he said the funniest thing. And they always let him improv because like half of his stuff is just like not even written because you can't write like that type of gold. Um, He went, oh my God. Like he... um, I say there's been an unfortunate development and he goes, oh my God, Dustin's pregnant. (laughs) And like, he just came out with the silliest, most random things. And it was, it was amazing, but it, but it worked. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. And I think that they, they ended up having to cut some of it out, but like (laughs) some of it stayed in and it was like pieced together, which was really, really fun. Um, Yeah. So a lot of the, a lot of everything is just, totally working off of each other and rewriting everything. Yeah. Like taking what the basis of the scene should be and then totally rewriting it with everyone. Yeah, you know the beginning, you know the middle, you know the end. You know where it needs to go, but everything yeah. else figure out. Everything <laughs> else, everything else can be yeah. whatever we want. That's and awesome. they give us that liberty. It's really cool. Yeah, and like 
that's what makes the Duffer Brothers so incredible, though. Like, you can't yeah. have that unless you're willing to have that collaboration. You can't have that huge success that Stranger Things is without that sort of collaboration because, I mean, they're not 19 years old. So you guys can tell them a little bit more of a true story than maybe they can. Because, yeah, because yeah, you guys are, are living it. Um, I want to talk to you because I saw a TikTok. Uh, Stranger Things is all over my For You page, by the way. Um, and uh, I saw a TikTok where literally... It showed proof that literally Susie's entire big scene where, where Finn and Noah come to your house mm-hmm. and uh, you, your whole family is there and you have this giant family and they're all doing a million things, um, that all of that scene was a... Um, was what happened, was what ended up happening in Volume 2 with Vecna. Um, and uh, it was kind of foreshadowing that. Um, that was the word I was looking for earlier. Um, so yeah. so did you, like, know that? Did you know, like, did the cast know that, like, that was kind of what was going on in that scene? Or did you kind of see that TikTok, too, and be like, oh, my God, so true? I It was more of a so true moment. I... I was sitting there, and I think that the guy who played my dad, named Mark Rowe, um, he's incredible, by the way, and he sent it to me, and he was like, hey, did you see this? Like, apparently, we foreshadowed everything. Yeah. And I was like... It was like it was like a Reddit post, and I was like going through. I had to download Reddit, and I was like, okay, now I can read this. And I read the entire <sighs> thing, and I was like, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a so true moment. Uh, I didn't know it before, and I think that was definitely what they were intending, but I just had no idea. And a lot of that is, like, the the way that the show is so brilliant is not always, like, broken down just because there's no time. Yeah. And, you know, they just, they explain, like, this needs to be played off like this, and then you do it, and then all of a sudden it's, like, making something that you had no idea was supposed to happen yeah yeah and they and they spelt it out for you yeah <laughs> you know like it was literally right in front of our faces and no one th- yeah, saw it coming because i think that like someone is like um i've been bitten and like yeah. one of them is setting fire and like and, and all then, of it so the one that was bitten and everything like the, then you had the two brothers that were sword fighting which was them making their swords and everything like that yeah. like the, like how they did to prep to go to the upside down like and that is so cool it was crazy it was literally this tiktok was blowing my mind i don't know if any of y'all see seen it and know what I'm talking about maybe you're like oh my god this kid sounds crazy um, but uh, no it's, it's a real thing everyone that should go rewatch that TikTok episode. guys TikTok yeah, is TikTok, TikTok has a lot of stuff yeah it's got a lot of stuff and especially like it felt like the longest it was what three weeks between volume one and volume two yeah, I think like just about a month. Just about just a month. Just about. And a that bit literally longer, felt like the longest month of my life because I would just go on TikTok and I would read every theory and and try to ruin Stranger Things for me. They were like, Steve Harrington's going to die. They were like, this one's going to die. And I was like, no, no one can die. Like, And then no one died. And like, they were like, this is confirmed. The Duffy Brothers confirmed this. And I was like, clearly this isn't true. Like, I, I was true. I was, I was literally falling... Well, well, I know Eddie Munson died, but that's a spoiler. So if anyone didn't watch Stranger Things yet, guys, but 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 I'm sorry. But I also, but I also feel like he didn't. Like, there's a new theory. Come on, she knows what I'm talking about. There's a theory where he didn't die, and his body was left in the upside down, 
just like Max, or just like Eleven came into Max's head, they think Vecna can do that with Eddie, and Eddie is now going to be on Vecna's team to defeat the kids. There's a whole theory about it, and I yeah he could never. I agree. No, but the theory is is that he <sighs> he. Oh my God, so sorry. That's um, okay. That's okay. Because I'm just We're so bad. We're explaining. We're explaining here, guys. I swear, Gabby Fazola is on this panel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, but there's like a whole theory where so Vecna then takes over his mind, but. Then uh, somehow he sees like Gaten again and he like comes back and then he's the one that ends up defeating Vecna. It's a whole thing and it's a, apparently a whole thing with the Dungeons and Dragons real story. So they think it, it like actually lines up where he's like this vampire guy. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I feel like nobody, <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah. wants Eddie to die. I nobody. feel like there's, there's no way that I, I see so many people on my TikTok that are like, Oh, Eddie Munson, my wife, like <laughs> Facts. my life and my wife, like, and, and nobody wants him to die. Obviously nobody wants anyone to die, but I think Eddie was just a fatal blow. Like stop. Nobody, stop, stop. nobody can accept that, that, that maybe something could happen to him and like me. And I, I swear I know nothing right now. <laughs> I don't know anything, but hearing that theory, it could be possible. It could I, be. I mean, it could be. Fingers crossed. No, people, fingers crossed. We do not want any Munson to die. She's no. with me. Yep. She's with me. She was the are one you, crying in her bathroom. Are you are you Eddie Munson my wife? Are you are you the one? Oh my okay, God. okay. I'm here you for Eddie. You just like way. Eddie Munson. Okay. It, there's no need to be ashamed. It's yeah, okay. no, no shame uh, here. No shame. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so it's just it's crazy. They're brilliant. Sorry, I'm trying to bring it back. Uh, <laughs> That's I, okay. I had a fangirl for a little bit. It was a Stranger Things topic. It was just gonna happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, and now you're on the show and you're killing it. And you literally are the one. Like Susie's in like couple scenes each season but she's literally the one that saves the world like you point them to 11 you save the world in season three literally um and you you, your character is so important and i just hope that like in season five we can get that reunion with dusty bun and all the fun things that uh, we see the whole clan together because now they're back in hawkins yeah so um yeah and i mean Gaten even is is starting back at his roots in on Broadway. Like, yeah. it just I feel like it makes sense. Like, stuff is coming together. Like, yeah, everything is coming together. And is it true? Like, is it actually true that like this is the last season, season five? I I believe. So. I believe so. Yeah. That is the most depressing thing I've heard all day. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like I feel like they have their story set up, and now it's just going to be. I mean, I know that they've stated this, but it's just going to have to be you know, the final battle, like everything that's going to happen is going to happen in season five now. So it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. We are just all going to go cry in our bathrooms because it's over and uh, that's not going to be a fun day. It's going to be me too. I mean, I feel like being a part of the show is something so special. Like, oh my God, that being, and I'm sure that they're going to have other things that happen with the show, but just having the original show be over is so surreal like it doesn't feel real because I actually started the show in 2018 so I must have been like 15 16 and now I'm almost 20 so like it's it's a portion of my life that I'm I I have and it's it's odd to think that so much time has gone by since then because it feels like yesterday yeah but it's been a while oh my god 
It's so good. It's, this show is just amazing. And all of you, all Gate and everybody, the work that you all are putting into the show and like going there literally every take, like it's unreal. Thank it you. It seriously is. It's so good. Uh, big fan, but no surprise because they all started on Broadway, which have the best actors. Um, crazy how that one works. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, didn't mean to like shade anybody, but it's true. It's true. Um, so I want to talk to you about uh, Pretty Little Liars Original Sin. Uh, yeah. We need to plug it. So why not? Uh, it's coming out July 28th. July 28th, um, yeah. Yeah. Tell us, is there anything you can tell us about this? Well, yeah. Basically, the show centers around five people once again, and it's a totally new story. And we're a few miles from the original setting and you know it's about mothers and daughters and how relationships work and secrets and and lies that were told in the past and how children can move on from what their parents did Mm -hmm. and a lot of that centers around me and like a group of clicky girls in uh high school in the 90s so it's very very Heather's kind of. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. I like the Broadway connection. Yes. Come on. We actually, there are there are Broadway connections with Ava DeMary in the show. Yeah. Uh, Matilda, who you were in it with, right? Yes. Were you there at the same time? We were. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so that's amazing. And, and spoiler alert, because um, you deserve to get the spoiler alert if you don't follow Gabby. Um, she dies. You die. I die. Um, and it's literally a, a bloodbath because um, <laughs> she literally has blood coming out of her eyes. It's the most terrifying thing you'll ever see. She posted it on her Instagram, though, so I know I can say it. I posted it, and then I thought, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Like, maybe I, I know that this was, like, a part that was a little more, like, out there. I, I don't know if I should have done that. And then they were like, no, we wanted you to do that. And I was like, okay, great. Oh, my God. Because... Yeah. That's terrifying. So is it like going to be like scary? Is it like, Yeah. oh, it's, it's dark. Well, it's it's dark like how season four of Stranger Things is dark. Okay. Yeah. It's about the same But like real level. people, not fake monsters. Real people. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very real. They keep it down to earth. It's a lot about women and, and the lengths to which women have to go to be accepted as people in society and like how that affects teenagers, specifically teenage girls yeah. and- yeah. And I die because there's a lot of things in, in the trailer. It says that I kill myself, but dun, there, dun, dun. there might be some there might be some secrets and lies behind that, too. So that's exciting. Oh, my God. It yeah. sounds so good. I'm so excited. Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, HBO Max, July 28th. Everybody, July 28th. Yep. Everybody should go watch it. Um, I, I do want to ask you because we talked about it in the room. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You, mm-hmm. As I mentioned, you died. So yes. well, I know you have some funny stories about being like having some makeup and stuff on you from from oh, that yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah and then having to go out in public in that um yes. which is terrifying for anybody that anybody does not else, have contacts anybody else um yeah. do, what's your like craziest story that like you you could share about that okay so i go to school right now i go to college <laughs> and i was not able to get the blood off of my body from that scene and i showed up at school in the makeup because I couldn't miss class. I physically could not miss class. And so I showed up that morning and I still had it like caked all over my body and people, because the makeup artists are so good at what they do, thought it was real. So I was like, guys, I promise you don't need to call anyone. I am okay, I promise. And they were just like, all right, if you say so, like, and then I was like, no, it's for a show. And they understood because they're all theater people. So I was like off the hook with that one. but. I, craziness just showing up yeah. to class as a dead girl yes you know casual and it was very carry like very Carrie, like yeah. all over my body oh my god and That's i could not get horrifying. i could not get it off for days oh good yeah it was really real yeah a little too real yeah that sounds <laughs> delicious um, yeah. <laughs> um, showing up to the dining hall yeah and oh my god in a hoodie, i cannot and so i didn't scare anybody yeah. and yeah Pulling it all the way so it was like this. I'm getting anxiety talking about this. Um, <laughs> uh, one last question before we open it up to, to all of you. Um, I want to ask you, it's a little piece of Broadway trivia, um, and if you don't know the answer to this, I will open it up to the audience. Um, do you know that there's someone in the Stranger Things cast that has a Tony nomination? This year? No, or not just this in year. general? Uh, no, I, I didn't know that. Does anybody know? This? No, you, no. That's my brother, sorry. He doesn't get to answer. Hi, <laughs> he actually told me I the saw fun you. Fact. Um, <laughs> guys, David Harbour was on Broadway and what? has a, his own Tony nomination. He was nominated for uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf for his performance oh. in that show. And it was a Tony nomination in 2005, I believe. Um, so there's the Broadway connections in Stranger Things literally go through the whole cast. So it's so oh, cool. That's um, so cool. Yeah, I feel like I get a free pass because I was a little bit too. Like, yeah, two you old. were. Yeah, you were too. But yeah, that's but, fair. Uh, but the audience yeah, does cool. it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks for that. Yes, thank, thank you, you for letting me know. He told you. Well, he told you the I answer. Thought, I thought that. No, I thought. Oh, that, oh, I thought oh, that, okay. My bad, my bad. He I told like, me. He told you the we, answer. We you connected. Still didn't guess it, right? We connected. Okay, yeah, guys, I am struggling. We are Sunday. Um, we are. So, it's okay. Um, it's all that, good. That's. Uh, I want to open it up to all of you. Do Do you, any of you have questions for Gabby about her career, about Stranger Things, anything you want to ask? Sure. What 
Okay. Sorry, I'm just going to say it out loud because it's yes. an audio podcast. Um, so he, our, our audience question is, what, wanted, what made you want to do Stranger Things? What impact did it have on you that you wanted to, to perform in the show? Okay. Well, this is actually very easy for me. I loved the Broadway connections that it had. And I thought that the show, as huge as it is, like, it's amazing that they got so many Broadway kids. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so drawn to it. And originally, when I got the sides for the audition, it was Jenny and Timmy, not Susie and Dustin. (laughs) And I was reading it, and I was like, this just sounds like Gayton. Like, this just sounds like stuff that he would say. (sighs) And so... Immediately, I was like, I have to get this. I'd be doing it with Gayton. It would be incredible. And I was so drawn to it after that. And I think that that impacted me the most is just the chance of getting to do something with one of my friends again. So, yeah. Oh, yay. That was a great question. That was a really good question. Does anyone else have any questions? Yeah, Avery. Do you have any advice from changing to Broadway to television? Yes. First of all, you are incredible. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Avery (laughs) Stell. Okay, second of all, um, it's going to sound weird, but like things like blinking and tiny movements are so different on stage because they have to be, you know, kind of way bigger. And a lot of the minute things about film is just like being as small as possible rather than being as large as possible. Um, I feel like when you have to play to a packed house, it's really easy for people to not be able to see you or hear you. So it's a lot about projecting, but you can literally be as quiet or as loud as you want in film and people will make it work. Like sound people will absolutely engineer that. Um, And I feel like just transferring, it's good to know that mistakes are so, so allowed in film, like, and they might end up making the cut even. Um, And I think that with live theater, it's, it's a little bit difficult because you know that you have to kind of stick to the same thing every single time and it, it just better helps for onstage safety. But I think that knowing that being a little more fluid and creative in film is totally sets you up for greatness. Absolutely. That was a really great question great too. Great question, great answer. Anybody else want to ask her a question? Yeah. Oh, I love this that question. That is good. Do you think the Duffer Brothers are going to give Susie more time to shine? You see, I would really <laughs> hope so. I think that it'd be fun I, if, if they're listening or if anyone is listening out there. It's such a fun show to be a part of, and that would be my ultimate dream. Um, but I feel like they can't end it off like how they ended it. So I think that every person that... Is, is wanted back is going to be back in some sort of way. I know nothing about it, but, you know, I would hope. I would only hope. I say we start a TikTok movement and say justice for Susie. <laughs> they, and I think that'll justice inspire... justice for so many people, Matt. Yes. Started justice for Barb in season yes. one. Now, oh my now God, we've bring got her everybody. Back. Queen. Everybody. Queen, maybe... Hey, guys, justice for Barb. Maybe she'll make a comeback. Season five, it's been like years and years and years. But hey... 
It can you never happen. know. You never know. Hey, this show has taught me literally anything. Can anything happen. is possible. <laughs> Expect the unexpected. Um, yeah. So, yeah, justice for Susie. Let's start the TikTok movement. Let's get Susie some more airtime, more time to shine. Uh, anyone else? Yeah. Sorry. I'll get you next. Uh, you're in college right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's really good. Can you talk about your long-term stage slash film goals? Okay. Well, I was talking about this with Eli, yeah. but I really want to create a safeguard for child actors, like a way where they can go to therapy every week, free incidents can be reported without feeling scared or nervous. And, and I think that it's going to be a really good thing to have. And I know that people are starting to do that, but... I think that it's going to be a really good thing to have, especially with people who grew up with the same experiences. I also hope to continue in film and television and Broadway, hopefully someday again, um, especially once I'm out of school and school isn't a constraint with that. Um, and yeah, I think just getting to incorporate psychology, which I'm also studying, into acting and keeping people together and safe in the workplace, no matter what you do, no matter who you are. Like, I think that families are affected just as much as actors and the people who you see make it happen. So anything to help those people and it would be a safe and fun environment. Yeah, it's absolutely needed. Yeah, for sure. So basically, if you work for Actors Equity, uh, if you're in the audience, we would love to somehow incorporate that. For that would be actors. really cool. I was looking uh, at some of the stands earlier, and there was a lot about that. And yeah. I feel like it, it's really cool. I saw someone who did hypnosis. Um, I don't know if you guys saw them, but they were super cool. And it was for actors who needed hypnosis after what? traumatic scenes. Get out of here. And it was really cool. I never even heard about that. No, and it, and I think that it could definitely, like, stuff like that works hand-in-hand hand with, you know, yeah. all of the stuff that we want to do. Yeah, but I, I like your idea because you, it allows them to open up and it allows them not to, to have to, I mean, I guess a hypnosis would just be, like, forget about it. And in a way, like, sometimes you want to remember those things, but you want to talk about them so that we can have those conversations and improve them, you know, yeah. so that the next person doesn't have to deal with them. Of course, um, yeah. So I like I like you're on to something. You're on to something for Thank sure. Thank you. Yeah, I that'll I Someday when it happens, we'll go back and we'll listen to this and we'll say we did it. We did it. <laughs> this is all Gabby. <laughs> this is all Gabby, but I am her number I mean, one supporter. I mean, I'm so. sure I'm sure that you've experienced yeah. some things too. I mean, a lot of incredible things that yeah, you know, we would sure. never want to trade at all and we're not saying that, but um just I think also having the aid of other people on set on on, you know, whatever time you know people are there it doesn't have to it could be after hours just stuff that that can better help people yeah. i mean let's be real i mean like y'all have y'all all may have jobs you know like we all you know get up in the mornings and we're like oh we don't want to go to our job today like we're doing that at the young age of 10, you know, like, yeah. and, and we have to go to a show and, and finish the show at midnight. And, uh, we just finished performing on Broadway. So we can't go to bed as soon as we get home, but we have to be up at seven in the morning for school. So like, yeah, it, it's, it's a wild life and it's a, it's, it's something that like the, the kids just, 
they go through a lot and, yeah. and, and both in school in real life and then at the theater at their job where they're supposed to be uh adults you know like they're they're expected to be meeting their marks and doing everything that uh, they need to be professional and all of these things. We're kids, we're 10 years old and, and we're expected to do so much. So um, it definitely, you definitely go through things, but at the same time, it's like you wouldn't want to trade it for the world because at the end of the day, we're just, we're loving it because we get to perform yeah. and be happy and be with our friends and we get to make other people, enter we get to entertain people and yeah. make them feel something, which is just so special. Yeah. Um, but th it's with any job, you know, there's always something that like, oh, I wish yeah. that didn't happen or something. But yeah. And yeah. we're seeing so much reform within the industry and just within every industry. I feel like things are coming out and, and people are being held accountable for things. And I just feel like it would be great to have like aid alongside with that Absolutely. for anyone. Yeah. For sure. Um, any other questions? You, I told you you would be next. Orange glasses. Love your glasses. I love um, them. Orange is my favorite color, so big fan of you. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That is what I'm Ooh. saying. You know what? I'm going to produce it at 54 Below, and we're going to get it to happen. We're going we're gonna to do it. Well, now Gaten that is here. here in the city on Broadway. Uh, yeah. She, sorry, I, I talked, pre, pre, I guess, before I said the question. Um, she asked, uh, A, how do uh, you kind of get started in the industry if we want to be an actor like you? Uh, you're an icon. You're a legend. You're a star. And B, <laughs> um, the B oh, when are we getting Never Ending Story live? Okay, I'm going to start with Never Ending Story Live yes. because I feel like that's an easy one to take care of. It happens so much just because whenever Gaten and I are at Comic-Cons together mm. or, you know, whatever event or hanging out that we are together in public, um, it always gets asked and it always happens. <laughs> and people ask that to him so much more than to me. Um, so he ends up having to remember it and sing it all the time. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of just a thing that follows you. But if we did, like, a live produced public version, that would be really cool. I think that would be really cool. And it needs to happen. You're right. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. Yeah. I'm hoping for that soon. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> now that that's in my brain. Because we actually, uh, Gaten and I with the show... Uh, kind of partnered up, and, and some people don't know this, but with Netflix, we asked, you know, w if we could make a soundtrack with, like, our song and, and a bunch of the other songs of the show, and then they made, like, a record of it. And oh. um, so that was something that we did ourselves, and it was, it was really cool. Um, and so, yeah, I, bringing it up, bringing it up yeah. next. Um, and also getting started. I think that a lot of it can start with community work, uh, I started in community theater, and then eventually I just heard about Matilda, and I went to a series of 20 to 30, 30 callbacks, and um, yeah, it was a lot, but uh, it was community theater that trained me and taught me to love what I do and keep me resilient through all of it, um, because I lived upstate at the time, and we had to travel in and out of the city three hours every single time we did that. And it was a lot for me, and it was a lot for my parents who had to take off work and just do that all the time. Um, 
So I think that being resilient to hearing the word no a lot mm. is, is good and starting in community. Yeah, of course. Great question, great answer, great everything. We have another question. I see your hand with the glasses. Oh my God! I knew. I, <laughs> you I did said, say. It. I said in case I was we like, have to sing. In case we have. To I was sing. like, no one's gonna ask you. You're be fine. Do you want to do it? Are I you said, okay? I said, do we want water? I said probably yes because we're probably gonna have to sing something. Oh um, my word. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Oh no. Uh, that was that wasn't part of the question. <laughs> I think that if you guys sing Gayton's part, I'll sing my part. And then we could do the duet together. Yeah. Does that work? Is that gonna? Yeah. Sure. Does that work? Do sure. You, do you want to sing with them? Do you want to sing with me? No, I'll sing no. with them. Okay. Uh, okay. More voices with them. Okay. Turn around. Look at what you see in her face. The mirror of your dreams. Make believe I'm everywhere, given in the light. Written on the pages is the answer to a never ending story. Ah, story. Ah, oh no, words. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You guys are great. Amazing. Yay. Wow. How dare you ask that question? Lin Manuel Miranda, isn't that you? Are you not the TikToker? The, oh my God. I oh my God. He does the. the are you for real? TikTok Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> yeah. questions. Yeah. Wait, can you do, yeah. Can you do one? Yeah. Oh! oh, that is so I can't, cool! I can't. You came to this? <laughs> I'm shaking, I'm shaking. This is so cool. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that I watch you all the time. Place. That is amazing. Oh my god. Thanks the power for that question. That makes me so happy now. Lin Manuel just asked you a question. How do you feel? I feel like, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god um, I think we have time for one more question If we have one, go for it Okay, so I think it's without a doubt Susie and Dustin are a little bit They're like a little theater nerdy Yes so I Yes Oh Really diving into your character right now um, The this question was so What is Susie's favorite musical Because she feels like Dustin and Susie are theater nerds um, Yeah, I feel like they definitely are Definitely. They sing together, so I feel like that, that has to be enough to, to qualify. Um, I don't know what Susie's favorite musical would be, just because she's a little bit religious. It would probably have to be something very open to the public. Um, but I feel like, for me, like the show... Little Shop has Suddenly Seymour, and Gaten and I always say that would be like something that Dustin and Susie would do. Oh my god. They would like break out into like Suddenly Seymour. Also the like monster crossover there. That is yes. true. I'm sure she would enjoy a good Little Shop. 
A good little a shop. A good little shop. Oh, my God. I'm here for it. Uh, there you go. There, the producers are a little shop. Here, here's your next Seymour. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, that would be, be cool. Iconic. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you all so much for, for spending your hour with us. We had thank a blast. You. I, we hope you all did, too. Um, yeah. Everyone, a round of applause for Gabby. Yay! Thank you, Gabby. Thank you. Uh, and take a bow, Gabriella Pizzolo. Should I get up and you take, can a take a bow? Take a bow if you want. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Take let's it. Do it okay. No, no, no. I'll say. I'm just gonna say. We actually we did uh, a show together, so we did take a bow together. We actually at one did point. take a bow. We did take a bow together. Yeah. So. Um, no, I'm just gonna yeah. say take a bow, Gabriella Pizzolo. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for coming. Take a bow, Gabriella Pizzolo. Oh my God. Literally, this episode had a bit of everything, honestly. It had, of course, like the traditional like interview section. It had an audience section. It had singing. It had all the things. Like, honestly, Gabby, it was so fun to have you on. And I, I think just like with everything going on, I think that a lot of people are going to be very excited about it and just, um, you know, you all should enjoy it and you all should check out Stranger Things season four. Oh, also, sorry if I spoiled anything for you. Um, sorry, not sorry, because you should have watched it by now if you were really going to watch it. If you say you haven't watched it, it's because you would never really were going to watch it. It was one of those things that you say, oh, I'll get to it and then never really end up getting it to. So again, sorry, not sorry for the spoilers, but like, yeah, I loved it all. I loved having some fan altercations and back and forth and all the things. Um, <laughs> it was so much fun. Anyways, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode, and I hope that you all will check out Gabriella Pizzolo, of course, and hopefully you'll check out Stranger Things Season 4 and Pretty Little Liars Original Sin, which comes out next week exactly. I believe it actually comes out July 28th. Yeah, we said it right in the interview. So if we said July 28th on the interview, then that's it. If we said July 29th, well... It's next week and tomorrow. So so with that being said, thank you all again for listening to this week's episode. I had a blast with Gabby. It's definitely not going to be the last time that we're going to have her on the podcast. It's her second go around. So very exciting stuff. Thank you again for listening. And I just want to say something super, super exciting for me personally. And hopefully you all can join me in doing the same. We are actually growing the Take a Bow family. So... I just want to say a huge thank you to Jessica Thurber, who is joining the Take About team and helping us out as a producer and helping us with, you know, all the editing and the, the social media and all the things like the production side of, of the podcast. And I'm so excited to, to welcome another person to the team because really it's just like me and my sister. And uh, to get an outside perspective, it's really going to be awesome. And it's just going to continue to grow, take about and bring it to the next level and to make sure that it's more fun and amazing content for all of you to consume and entertainment for you all. So huge shout out to Jessica and thank you for joining our team. We're so excited to have have you and we are thrilled to um you know go on this journey with you and have you along so very exciting for me and hopefully you all can welcome her and send her all the love yeah so again thank you all for listening to this week's episode and i hope to see you all next week bye everyone have a great week for this episode's curtain call i would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow 
This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on. Also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos, and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon. Bye, everyone. Hope to see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.